I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Advertising Podcast. Um, it's a podcast about how AI will aid our advertising and marketing. Advertising? Yeah, that's the word. That's the word now. That is what this podcast is all about. This is certainly no Bible and I'm certainly no AI guru. Um, the reason I'm doing this though is because clearly everything I see nowadays is all AI, AI, O. So we're off to old McDonald's farm to see what it's all about. In terms of full disclosure, it's pretty obvious this is unscripted. Um, I think it would be quite nice to basically blur everything out for the very first time. Um, I also want to keep it... Uh, dynamics way too strong a word but I, I want to do something fairly quickly because AI is moving so fast that I can say something on a Monday and then two weeks later it's all irrelevant because something news just dropped so this is my brain dump for the very first one to say this is what I currently think about AI and I think it will be interesting to look back in six months' time when I'm sat on a street corner selling the big issue, thinking, yeah, you got that wrong, didn't you, boy? Um, or equally, it could be that in six months' time, I think, yeah, it's exactly like I thought it would be. So we'll just dive straight into it. So in terms of who on earth I am, so I'm a creative director. I've been a creative director for about 30 years. Um, I've seen a lot of things come and go. And obviously AI is the latest, you know, hot topic. Uh, obviously that the very first one, I guess, was the Macintosh computer, which again, that was going to end everybody's careers. And the second thing, obviously, that was massive was the internet. And again, that, that changed uh, effectively everything as opposed to doing bus sides and bus backs and 48 sheets, you were suddenly, you know, working on, uh, you know, web banners and websites and stuff. But, but what was always a constant and what has been a constant throughout is the need for an idea, a, a big idea. And it doesn't matter what the, uh, where that idea is, it's always something that people want. And I think that's the part that is the, the kind of gold dust and, and how what tool you use to create it, whether it's, you know, a magic marker, uh, a Mac or, uh, you know, mid-journey, it still needs an idea to, to sort of drive it all. So in terms of what I actually uh, use at the moment, I mean, I use mid-journey, uh, I use a little bit of chat GPT, uh, I'm going to hopefully fairly soon use uh, Adobe Firefly, and uh, the other day, obviously, a uh, Photoshop beta dropped, and that has a lot of very interesting AI functions in it as well. So I think we're, we're just converging at the moment, and every single thing is AI. That's why I really want to start talking about it, because it's, it feels like we're on the, the sort of first step of a ladder. And at the moment, I just don't know how fast this ladder's going up. Um, in terms of you know mid-journey, I started using it probably uh, seven months ago. And uh, like most people, the first time I used it, it was like, oh my God, this is going, this is amazing. Uh, I think I typed in 
again like most people did i think i typed in baby superman as my first prompt and it and and came back sort of really quickly with these really really sort of cool images of baby superman and i looked at it and i thought god how how long would that take me if i had to come up with a baby superman that would take me ages to sort of model in a 3d program and then i thought actually that the thing i guess is that i i wouldn't actually um you know have any use for that sort of stuff uh, and and then you sort of you got a lot of images on instagram and it was sort of you know some actor as a baby and just hundreds of pictures of of sort of superheroes as babies actors as babies and although they're all really cool and you think yeah that's that's really really sort of impressive stuff you step back and you think but if you if you couldn't create it quickly in ai you just wouldn't bother because there's almost no point it's it's almost like a fun parlor trick uh, and it's a pleasing image, but it's not something I ever would be able to use in advertising. And so I, I was sort of, yeah, initially I was impressed, but then I thought, actually, let's try and use it in my work. And I, I quite quickly got frustrated because it, it didn't uh, offer me the level of granular sort of changes that I really wanted. And, it, and I realised, actually, I can, I, I can still use, you know, Adobe Stock and Photoshop and Cinema 4D and come up with an image that is way closer to what I had in my mind. Uh, because Midjourney would sort of had a look that was a little bit plasticky. It was obvious it was computer generated. It was it was still amazingly good. Uh, and it was great for coming up with something really quickly that looked okay. But when you wanted to push it to that extra level and, and art direct the, the shot as you normally would, it, it just, you couldn't do it. Uh, I spent, I spent, days probably messing around with it and till in the end I thought ah this is in a year's time this is going to be brilliant fast forward one month and mid-journey released version five of the program and suddenly it went up so many levels and it's like whoa this thing now is absolutely usable and I used it for the first time uh, on a, a client project probably about three weeks ago and it was a bizarre thing. I, it was a picture of a horse jumping over uh, something, and it was a specific angle I was after. And I, I couldn't find a picture on Adobe Stock or any of the stock libraries that was the right sort of angle. And after spending sort of 40 minutes scouring through the, the stock libraries, I suddenly thought, actually, I wonder if Midjourney will, will produce anything. And I typed in, like, the simplest prompt. I think it was equine horse jumping fence or something like that and the very first set of four images there was one that was pretty well perfect I then pushed you know variations and I got I got one that was ideal the only thing was it was jumping over a fence and the the back feet weren't there but I realized I could you know, use that image take the front feet photoshop them into the back and I suddenly had an image and so within sort of five or ten minutes I had exactly what I wanted. This was a really good picture. It wasn't some sort of, you know, dodgy, clearly computer-generated thing. It just looked like a photo. And at that point, I thought, okay, we're now in a new level. And then uh, a week or so later, I started using it on other projects. And I, I'm kind of hooked now. I used it all of last week, every single image I came up with. I started with uh, Mid Journey, so I, I'm using it a lot now. Um, 
and when I say I use it, I don't. I've never just taken a shot straight out of Mid Journey and used it in an ad. Um, and it's not just because I like to fettle, but they're never quite right. But they they sort of they they're close enough that I can you know kind of go from there. So in terms of my workflow, um, obviously I first of all need to come up with an idea so I know what I'm searching for. Uh, I tend to use photography as my sort of primary source and that's partly because it's uh, the sort of most accessible in terms of like all stock libraries have lots of photographs and then I use Photoshop to you know alter things so I might find an image as a start point in say Adobe stock and then actually if I use that picture as well I can cut that part out of there and then if I put that texture on and I, I sort of develop an image from all of these sort of little sources or I might have to use uh, you know Cinema 4D and then work into it from there and now all that's happened really is that Midjourney has sort of taken over from Adobe Stock. So in terms of uh, you know a great paradigm shift, it's it's not a huge difference for me. It's just as opposed to using Adobe Stock for my images, I use Midjourney for my images, uh, and it's it's almost like a, a, an image library that that it's got a lot more images in effectively. And what's really good about Midjourney is before you sort of, I mean, quite often I'd come up with an idea and then I'd look for an image and I just couldn't find an image that was right. And so you almost cop out and you think, okay, I'll come up with another idea. Because ultimately I, I have budgets I have to work to and I, more importantly, probably I have time scales to work for. And I think with social media now, those time scales are getting shorter and shorter. And so sometimes you might only have sort of a day or two to come up with you know, a banner that works. And so you can't spend, you know, a, a week coming up with that perfect image because A, there's the budget isn't there and B, the, more importantly, the time isn't there because by the time you come up with an image, that particular thing they wanted to talk about has been and gone. There are definitely some clients that uh, are just interested in getting something cheap. Uh, and in those instances, if it's like a logo, I say, look, just go to fiverr.com, you know, that they'll do you a logo for you know 50 quid or something because there'll be somebody somewhere that is prepared to sort of do that and I think what they do is they go on Adobe stock and you know they might uh, I don't know type in uh, logo with the letter T in it and uh, they get a picture of uh, you know five logos that are made up of a letter T uh, they download that and then you know get a couple of fonts and type in I don't know Tracy's tires as their logo and, and that's their logo and it's like great that's 50 pound please and and that's not the kind of work I'm interested in doing it's it's a, it would just be pointless getting me to do it I don't want to compete in in that space um, because it, it, there's no idea there and I don't really feel like I have any value and so if they can do that in you know mid-journey then great or probably in you know Adobe uh, Firefly instead then that's that's good and there's there's definitely a market for that sort of stuff um, but as I say it's just it's not it's not for me and so if Midjourney can create that kind of stuff really quickly it's like well that's no threat to me uh, I don't sort of worry about it and think oh that's my job gone because it was never my my sort of job anyway I've never felt that when I put an invoice in it's never 
I don't look at think, ah, that's because I, you know, I use Photoshop really well there. It's always because I came up with an ad or I came up with an idea and it was a good idea. And, and it happened to, you know, I art directed it and made it look pretty. But, but that's kind of part and parcel of, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis and, and what tools we use to create that are, are neither sort of here nor there. I mean, back in the day, uh, I used to spend hours and hours... Uh, just actually physically you know creating a visual with headlines i use magic markers uh to sort of you know draw up the visual and uh something called a grant projector which you used you had lecture set back in the day which was sort of stuff that used to rub down it used to spend ages uh, and a lot of money to create this stuff but i used to just have a lecture set catalog shoved under this grant projector and I used to sort of hand draw these headlines and it took ages. It took like hours to create, you know, a headline, and then you magic market up this visual, and you present it to the client. And if the client said, "No, I don't like that ad," it was it was kind of soul destroying because it's like I've just spent so long, you know, creating this visual. And then obviously Max came along, and suddenly it's like, ah, oh, this thing's, you know, this is going to change my life because I no longer need to use a grant projector to to sort of draw up a headline. I can just type in lots of headlines and so what happened the ideas didn't get any better but what it meant was I could produce ideas a lot quicker or I could produce more ideas because I had more time to sort of develop them and I wasn't spending all of that that sort of back-end time to develop a visual so if we had like five days to create a campaign back in the old days I used to, we used to think after sort of three and a half four days right we got to stop now we got to see what ideas we do because I need a day and a bit to start drawing this stuff up. Whereas, you know, when a Mac came along, we could just sort of develop the ads as we went. So everything was, you know, the more time you had, the more ideas you could come up with. And not always, but it's sort of almost like the more time you have, the better the idea. It's a little bit of a peculiar thing with that because wrapped up in time is also deadlines. And I, I just, as a human being now, I, I work to a deadline. If I've got five days to do something, I will probably, you know, come up with loads of ideas and spin my wheels a little bit until it's like, okay, this has to now, I've got a deadline. And then you, you make those decisions to to create a finished ad. And actually that that's sort of not just in advertising, that's just life in general, the way I work now, which is not the greatest thing because you sort of build in a little bit of pressure into your life that you really don't need, but it's there anyway. And so, of course, mid-journey comes along and I look at it and I think, ah, this is now really interesting because I can create these ideas I have in my head. I can go into mid-journey and create this stuff a lot quicker but I don't then sort of think, ah, oh, great, I can come up with one ad and then just take it easy and charge a client a fortune. I, I can come up with more ideas. And as opposed to having, you know, kind of five ideas, it's like, hey, you can have 10. Because the time I used to spend, again, having to sort of scour those stock libraries and tweak it, I, I'm not spending quite so long because of mid-journey. But again, the ideas are no better. It's not like I suddenly got some great ideas because I have mid-journey. It's just that donkey work, that grunt work is taken away from me. And, and that's the part of it I never particularly enjoyed. I mean, yeah, I could do it, but it's not in the same way that I, you know, if I'm decorating my house, 
uh, I, once I've got the main colour and I, I know what it's going to look like, it's tedious cutting around the edges and doing those those little detail bits because it's like, okay, that's the idea. And then, you know, you're kind of on to the next thing. So in terms of my workflow, I will charge the client for an ad. And if I, I obviously then give them lots of options for that one ad. Uh, and sometimes I... Uh, you know I'm kind of up on the deal because I might come up with you know a few ads and they see one and, and it's great straight away and it just gets approved and so in that instance yeah I'm up on the deal but equally there are times that I will come up with a, a raft of ideas and they don't like any of them and so I have to sort of come up with another round of ideas and uh, again I don't I don't charge for you know redoing ads because it's kind of not really their fault I feel like they've they've asked me for an ad I need to deliver an ad and they shouldn't have to pay because I can't come up with an idea having said that if it's a new client and you just keep on presenting stuff and you think this is a really good ad you haven't chosen it there is a point where you think okay we're just not seeing we're not on the same wavelength so um you know, eventually you get you get an ad, you lick your wounds, and then you never come back. But I, the clients I work for, they kind of like my work, and I love their products. So that's sort of how I do uh, an advertising campaign. But obviously, if it's just a web banner uh, or a LinkedIn post, uh, they're not going to get ten ideas. They'll probably get one. If they're, if they're lucky, they'll get two but so I, I last week I used uh mid journey for the first time all week and the images that were coming out were really good uh I was I was really impressed with them they they looked sort of how I wanted them to look and so I did actually because I could do things a lot quicker then the client got two ideas for each of the the sort of things I had to work on and, and obviously they they went for one and rejected the other um, which was fine, but it was, yeah, it was it was really interesting to have spent all week on mid journey, and it wasn't because I was you know wanted to do anything quickly. It's like this this was a really good way of creating content, and it was very very close to what I wanted. Whereas stock libraries, by their nature, you know, sometimes they're they're pretty good, but it's not quite what you had in mind. But it's okay because the thing that's that's really good with mid journey is you can you can get sort of an image you want and then you can click on the variations and it keeps giving you slightly different variations of a certain image you can then even say you know i want that in i mean what what i did last week is i i wanted a, a sort of a look that was that was basically of golden hour lighting and so i typed that as one of my prompts and each image that came up a, it was kind of what I wanted, but also it was lit in a golden hour lighting way. And that, that's not something I've been able to, you know, easily do because, you know, I'd, I'd go to a stock library and I'm, I might find that an image that is the right kind of content, but it the, the lighting isn't sort of particularly good or it doesn't look how I wanted there. Then you end up going into Photoshop and you artificially have to create the look you want, which is possible to a certain extent, but say with mid-journey last week i was i was really you know niching down on the image i wanted and it was it was very impressive and you looked at it and it, it's like that didn't actually take me you know forever to do but i go back to the thing that i've said all along is that i i still i needed to have the idea i wanted in order to tell mid-journey you know what i what i wanted it 
to, to come up with. Exactly in the same way that with a stock library, I need to have an idea in order to put something into the search engine to look for. So it's not really changed too much um, in that regard. It really is just a, a different version of a stock library from, from my point of view. But I see people that say, you know, this is going to end my job. And then you look at what they're doing. It's like, okay, so your job was just a, you know, a photo retoucher then. Uh, because Photoshop, you know, the beta can, using AI, can fill in, uh, you know, the blanks of an image uh, if you want to extend it. And, and while that's brilliant, it's really handy. And I use that kind of technology it's not changed my life. All it's done is, I say, I keep going back to it. It's, it's taken that grunt work out of the things like I could do it, but it took me, you know, an annoying amount of time. Whereas now I can just sort of quickly do that in a few seconds. But that isn't really, you know, what our jobs should be. It's not, I mean, yeah, we can drive Photoshop, but, but everybody can drive Photoshop within reason. And it's like, is that really your differentiator that you're, you know, you're slightly better or you're quicker at Photoshop than somebody else. My little maxim in life has always been, if you can learn this skill by watching a YouTube video, then you are going to be in trouble because it means everybody can learn it. Whereas coming up with a good idea for an ad, you can't learn on a YouTube video. It's just something you have to learn over time. And it, it takes years to to sort of you know gain that sort of experience and some people just you know can never never do it no matter how many hours they spend they'll never come up with a good idea and so I think until that moment that and I'm pretty sure it'll come at some point until that moment that you can type into some kind of AI bot come up with a cool ad for I don't know Pepsi Cola and it spits something back that you look at and you think okay that is a good ad. I would be pleased with that ad. Until that moment comes along, I don't think we're, you know, we really should be concerned about it. We should use this AI as a, a brilliant tool that allows, that sort of opens up your mind to the possibilities of, yeah, giving clients, you know, more choice, you know, more ads, and also kind of almost grander ideas because I, I no longer have to have that thing where I look at it and think, ah, oh, that, that'd be a nice idea, but how on earth am I going to create that image given the time scale and the budget? That's going to take me ages to do. And that kind of goes back to the sort of baby Superman things. It's like, yeah, that's a good idea, but if I have to do that, it's like, what, well, I'm going to create a 3D model of a baby Superman and I'm going to have to light it, I'm going to have to texture it, or you could organise a photo shoot. And then in the end, you just think, ah, look, I, I won't present that idea. I'll go for something that is, is more manageable. But it's nice if you if you want to create a baby Superman campaign that you can actually, you know, come up with that image by using Midjourney and uh, away you go. But having said that, um, you know, I just bang stuff into Midjourney and away you go. There, there wasn't one image I had that was just straight out of Midjourney. I mean, each one, I had a brilliant starting point. And then I sort of went from there. And it's not just because I can't stop meddling. It's just that the, the images weren't quite right, but they were, say, a really good start point. And then you can sort of, you know, Photoshop away and you can tweak it. And you can, even if it's just adjusting colours and stuff um, to get, you know, a family of images that, that sit really nicely together. 
And so I think people that, that are concerned that, you know, some little oik's going to come along who has no experience at all and just, you know, sit down and suddenly be, you know, creating ads. I mean, yeah, they might be able to, but I think certainly the clients I have, they always, you know, want to make some little tweaks here and there. And so you need that sort of basic skill set. It's like, yeah, I can use Photoshop, I can use this. And so whenever I look at an image, I'm comfortable that I can change it um, to fit what the client wants. And I think if you don't have all of that knowledge that we've gained after all those years, then you can't just sit and say to a client, look, no, sorry, I can't do that because, you know, mid-journey wouldn't let me because uh, that'll, that'll get old very quickly. Having said that, it's not going to be too long, I'm sure, that, and, and certainly I think from what, what I've looked at Adobe Firefly, it does have that granular ability to sit and you know highlight one little area and say, have a look at that again and do better. So referring back to my original sort of horses with no back feet, I could very soon on in Firefly, I'm going to be able to take an image and say, yeah, that's good, and then highlight the two things and, and, and just type in and say, add back feet and then they will come up with that and so again I go back to it's like the idea was exactly the same from the beginning it's just it's a tool that's allowed me to you know create the image I want um, but you need to you've got to be able to art direct the thing all the way down the line and all it means as opposed to me having to sit and you know use a lasso tool to start you know creating these back hooves i can just say to the ai look do this bit for me and it's all it's just all the grunt work it's the stuff that nobody really wants to do i mean a good example of how it sort of helped was the other day i came up with an idea actually it was for this um for the uh, podcast that the little image of the microphone uh and i kind of knew what i wanted uh i definitely couldn't find what i wanted in adobe stock so i went into mid journey and i again typed in some pretty basic prompts i think it was like microphone brain thinking and, and a few lot of things and then eventually an image that was pretty similar to the one that i've created um came up but i looked at the the timestamps and I, I typed in like 60 different prompts because it wasn't quite what i wanted it was getting there but it, it just wasn't, it, it, yeah, for, for various reasons, it wasn't what I wanted. And actually, in the end, I didn't ever get what I wanted. But that top part of the brain uh, that looked a bit like a microphone, I, I had that. But then the bottom part, I went into Adobe Stock and found, you know, the, the sort of classic um, microphone image that I wanted because I wanted it to be kind of a retro mic. Uh, and I photoshopped the two together. But it was uh, to actually create that top section, if I'd have had to do it traditionally, it's like, okay, I've now got to create a 3D model of that or, you know, sort of hand do it in Photoshop. And although I would have done it, the fact that I could, although I sat and said, ah, oh, there were 60 different variations, you looked at the timestamps and each one was like a minute and a half. So within, you know, an hour and a half, I had an image that was really really kind of bespoke to what I wanted and if I'd have had to do that without mid-journey that would have been you know a long a long time so it helped but again the idea was no better it's not like it was a sensational idea because I had mid-journey and, a, and a, an okay idea 
um, if I'd used stock libraries, it was just an okay idea all round. So as I say, you know, at the end of that, um, I have a finished image, and and if it was for a client, I would sit and present it, and if they approved it, I would, you know, when I put the invoice in, um, it would be for the idea. It wouldn't be because I could work Photoshop and come up with a, you know, an image of a, you know, whatever. I think that's just you know part of what we have to do as a as a job. So that's my sort of overall, you know, first brain dump of you know AI as a thing. I think it's it's really empowering. I'm really excited for it. I'm not scared about it. However, what I'd love to have happen is somebody to sit and say, look, I don't agree with anything you've said. Mm-hmm. And and this is why. And and it'll hopefully open my eyes as to, to sort of what the concerns are, because I just don't, I don't see any. I, I just see, you know, exciting times ahead. Having said that, of course, we've all watched enough dystopian movies where AI takes over the world and we all sit and, you know, exploded in a nuclear thing and of course if if ai becomes totally out of control then you know the last thing i'm going to be worried about is whether uh, i can invoice something for for an ad that i did uh the day before the earth blew up so this is the first podcast thank you for listening if you've made it this far so uh sorry if it's overrun uh way more than i thought but i i guess it's quite uh apt that um i started the podcast with uh the word sorry dave and now here's dave saying sorry so a nice little bookend in that regard so remember to like and subscribe and uh i look forward to chatting with you on next week's advertising podcast i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that (laughs) 